listening to Safe by the Spell. Hey there, welcome back to my podcast, where I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> like how to make content that people want to listen to. Um, <laughs> anyone else having weird dreams? I, I, I know a few of you are because I've been talking to some friends about this and I see posts that people are making and Last night, I had the funniest dream. I had a dream that I wrote letters to all my former lovers, thanking them for their service. <laughs> I'm like the queen of trying to multitask in the astral. Like, I just don't want to do it in the physical reality, but like I'm going to therapy, I'm doing all the work, you know, yada, yada, yada. But it like never ends. Does it ever end? It never ends. The other dream I had the other night, it was more like upon awakening. Do some of you have that? Like that where you're starting to wake up and you hear something that is like coming from the astral, but you're like in your way to back to the waking life. I know some of you have had that too. I as I was waking up the other morning, I literally heard splish splash, your opinions are trash. <laughs> and I, I started laughing, but then I like woke myself up from laughing. <laughs> My guides are, are so sassy, you know, it's pretty funny, but that's not, not what I wanted to talk about today. Yes. Dreams, dreams have been nutty. Definitely pay attention to them. A lot of Neptune and Pisces energy, and I think we're doing kind of double duty right now. But what I wanted to talk today about was, you know, in my own experience of just dealing with people and the changes. I mean, it's a big theme, obviously, this year changes in relationships, connections, community, but like specifically. The phrase that keeps coming to my mind is like, we're in a mirror ball of reflections, a mirror ball of revelations, you know, um, all of this, like projecting on surfaces, on other people, our experience. And, you know, what I've noticed in 2020 is this like projecting and protecting our own narratives and woundings, you know, for better or worse. There are plenty of people out there that do not want to let go of their wounding, that don't want to let go of, you know, the narratives that keep them, you know, right on schedule for certain life events. And I think that's because, isn't it really easy just to be in the familiar, you know, I'm guilty of it. My life has been so annoyingly dramatic. And I, it's taken me until this time in my life, 43, going to be 44 in the spring, to really like own my part and what storylines and beliefs I've been holding on to now. There's so much pain and shame in being in a certain place in life that like, like, God, shouldn't I be over this by now? But I, I want to remind you that if you're doing that to yourself, like, 
give yourself a little bit of a break because you're going to get there when you get there, when you're ready, you know? Sometimes we're just not ready, and that's okay. As I'm saying this, I'm, like, kind of tearing up. I'm such a fucking crybaby. Um, it's like that, right? I will be dry like the desert. I will not cry for, like, a year, and then there'll be, like, a week of just, like, I cry at everything. So, and that's just one of those weeks, you know? So how do you, like, how do you have patience or compassion, right? When you think you need to be somewhere in your journey and you're not there yet, you know? I'm wondering the same thing. I think the first thing you need to do is just be honest, which that's the hardest part, right? It's like waking up to the reality like that, like perhaps like if you're always a victim, like um, asking yourself like what part of you is refusing to see your own part. Now, I definitely think bad stuff can happen and people can be victimized. Um, but I do think if it's something that keeps happening and it's repeating over and over again, there might be something really like uncomfortable that you're having a hard time facing. Like, do you need to leave a certain situation? Do you need to reset a boundary? Do you need to like shift directions? Sometimes, you know, I don't know. I've had to stumble so many times, like, and it can be painfully obvious to some people, like what I should be doing but, like, there's this other part of me that just can't see it yet. So how do you, like, look at your own shit without cringing? I, I don't think it's possible <laughs> sometimes to not cringe. I think cringing is a response that kind of comes up because you're like, oh, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel good in that. And I think that's a good response. I think there's this level of growth that happens when you go and you look back at something and you're like, oh gosh, wow. Um, I think that's actually a good sign, you know, but what we do after with that reaction is, I think, is telling, you know, do you sit there and fillet yourself because you've made a mistake or do you take a deep breath and feel some relief because you're like, gosh, you know, I'm so glad I'm not in that space anymore. You know, also just food for thought. Can we just please normalize people making mistakes and not demonizing them for it? I understand if someone's like a monster and they're doing horrible, horrible, malicious things time and time and again, and they have no moral compass, no integrity but like yes and and you know we we have to kind of call them out on their behavior but i also think that like can we stop shaming people for not doing essentially like the same that you thought they were supposed to be doing like what happens when we do that and we become so scared to take risks or take chances because we're so afraid that um, 
being torn apart, I think what happens is we can, we can become a society that kind of emotionally stunts people into being afraid to take risks or make decisions. And then what happens is it makes you susceptible to letting other people make decisions for you. And that's like a whole other problem. And I'm not talking about like having a temper tantrum because you're not getting your way. I think just like really let people be, let people be human. (laughs) I can't even imagine what it would be like growing up like with social media, like as a teen or a tween right now. Like I think about, oh my God, all of the (laughs) terrible things that I had done or kind of foil like and follied or uh, you know publicly and I just think about like evolution right now it's it's so excruciating like a lot of us not just teens but like adults you know we're going through these like transformations publicly because of social media which is just the equivalent of like being forced to go to the bathroom in public like visible, you know, like no, no porta potty (laughs) because we all have access to these devices, you know, Uh, I, I, yeah. And it's also like such a thing. Like, what do you share? What do you not share? That's always the moral dilemma too. Like, do I share how I really feel? People will applaud you for being vulnerable, but other people will tear you down and be like, no, no, that's too much, you know? And something someone said to me yesterday was like, you have to get really, really strong about what you actually believe in. You know, how do you really feel? So bizarre. Again, being human, jeez. (laughs) Okay, so what's the point of talking about being fallible and, and having weird dreams and... (laughs) being your authentic self. I think right now, if we are looking at how much of a reset we're experiencing this year in our relationships, not just with others, but our relationship to ourselves, we can really see this huge turning point in our lives. And I think that moving forward... It's not just about, oh, I got to cut out the toxic people. Oh, I got to deal with my shadow. I think all those things are amazing. I think that's a big part of what we're experiencing. We are getting an opportunity right now to intimately deal with our stuff. And for me personally, this year, I got a therapist that could help me with some really painful childhood things, things that have been huge roadblocks in my life um, because they've forced uh, this narrative and survival mode in certain ways. And it's really kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's not helped me. It's helped me hit a growth point where I can't grow anymore until I deal with it. And um, as hard as it's been to be kind of under this pandemic 
you know, narrative that everyone's experiencing because I can't run and go do the things that I want to do to give myself some soothing, some relief because they're not available. You know, it made me realize where certain areas of my life felt lacking in the things I did to avoid dealing with it. I think that now more than ever is a time for us to really not just examine our shadows, but examine where our gifts can be beneficial and useful for ourselves and for humanity. I think that we can shift gears and start to think about what we can contribute back to our communities. And if your community doesn't look like there's anyone there, maybe it's time to reevaluate why that is, you know? I have a lot of friendships and relationships that I keep at arm's length, and I didn't even understand that I did that. I always just said people weren't available. But now I've had to look in and go, where am I not available, right? I have a really painful childhood. And I know that some of you listening out there probably have too. But I didn't think that it was still impacting me until this year. Because what do you do when the person who's supposed to keep you safe doesn't? And that's your imprint for the rest of your life. Pandemic has gotten me to be like really honest with myself about what I want and what's stopping me. And a lot of it is fear. A lot of it, it's not expectations, it's fear. So that's what I'm working on. And I want you to ask yourself, if you're always in these same scenarios where your victimhood is creating the same storyline over and over again, I believe you. I believe it's happening. But I want to ask you, are you doing anything different? Are you changing the story Are you empowering yourself? Um, And if you are, keep doing it because there's going to be some really epic realizations that come up, especially as we head towards the end of this year. I don't think this processing is just going to magically end when we hit 2021, but I do think our perspective on how we investigate and explore with it is. I want you to think about your own relationship to intimacy and how you show up or how you don't show up. And if you don't like what you're seeing or experiencing, ask how that can be different. Ask what you can do today to give yourself some support. You know? Ask what offerings you need to do the work that you came here to do. And with that, I want to just invite you to take a breath into your heart right now with me and invite in 
that offering of support that you need, whatever that might look like. If you don't know what that offering looks like, ask that it be shown to you. So go ahead and breathe in. Holding that offering in your heart, feeling it permeate through your entire being. And on your exhale, release anything unlike it. Thank you all for being here. Have a beautiful day wherever you're at on your journey. Blessed be.